So. Hi. Hi. I missed you. I missed you, too. We need, like, to address mm. a very specific mm. topic that underlines all your work, basically, which yes. is light and darkness. Light and darkness. Shadows. Shadows. My precious. Ooh, in and young. Mm-hmm. So in this segment, I would love for us to explore the importance of being comfort- comfortable with both our illuminated and shadow side. I would love for us to discuss uh, the persuasive narrative we have been told about Lucifer's wickedness mm-hmm. and the creator's blameless stance. I would love for us to dive into musings as how we had to be comfortable with every part of us in order to write books run businesses and mm-hmm. become somehow a public persona yeah. we were just talking we were just about. talking about that yeah um because in the novels Baowun questions the foundations of the gods the more lies he discovers mm-hmm. so the romance between lucifer and the creator leads him to the truth regarding the creation of the universe yeah which one the lies you found out <laughs> Oh my God, that was a good when one. you were that becoming a, who you are. Oh, that was a oh, that was, <laughs> that was great. Oh, lies. I totally. It's this is impromptu, guys. Ooh, I'm yeah, absolutely not no. This is we're not following the script at all. I love this. Um, <laughs> I want to caught you off guard. You right? did. You did. I love it. Uh, which lies that I discovered? The lie. The lie that I could not embrace my shadow side and my enlightened side at once. That I needed to pick a side. This dichotomy uh, that we've been yes. talking about. And it was it became clear as day during the pandemic. Um, I moved back to Florida at the time. I was back in Massachusetts finishing The Broken Miracle in Henderbell. And I moved back to Florida shortly before the lockdown happened. Mm-hmm. And I remember during lockdown, one thing that I really started doing again was drawing with Conte, which are charcoal pencils. Mm-hmm. So I was, and I remember drawing this very provocative piece. Love, love the drawings, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, and I drew this provocative scene of a demon and a woman doing it <laughs> inside a church. I have that drawing somewhere. And as I was adding shadow to the drawing, I'm like, literally, literally, <laughs> without shadow, there's no depth. Yeah. And without light, there's no color. Oh, wow. Love that. So the illusion that you need to be completely enlightened or darkened is a misconstruct yeah. that we've been told. And my therapist said something we need a lot of therapy to <laughs> reach that place, right? No, I mean it. Like, you're right. You're right. Doing and, therapy is basically embracing those shadows. And, and hopefully at this point, four episodes in, everyone has noticed that we... Are therapy enthusiasts. Absolutely. And mental health, we, we embrace it and we take care of ours. Um, absolutely. And with, with that misconstruct comes the danger of believing that some parts of you do not belong or are wicked or evil. Whereas what I do, what I learned is let's say um, 
I am upset about a certain subject and I feel tense. Instead of saying, no, 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 I don't want to feel this and let's shift gears, I actually create room for that. In my mind, I pull up a chair and I say, tension, sit down. We're going to spend some time together before you leave. Let's make room for you because I'm feeling it. It's important. I feel it. And we're told, no, disregard it. No, no. Make room for that. That's important. That's a part of you that comes with the territory. So, uh, and my therapist one time said something to me that I embraced immediately without question. Find the wisdom to be persuasive and wise in light and darkness, and you can conquer the world. Love that. And as a master in this kind of communication, as, you know, how to pitch your ideas and own the room, I'm how? sure. How? How? <laughs> how? I'm sure you are also familiar with your enlightened side and shadow side and how. Um, the whole persuasion thing was part of my shadow for so mm. long. Can you give us a little nugget? Yeah. So that was one of the lies I had to. Um, oh, wait. <clears throat> what is your lie? <laughs> so, uh, I grew up being told. Oh, she's very persuasive. Watch out for her. Oh, watch like out for Like the kids would be her. like, can you ask my mom that I X, Y, Z? Because you can convince the parents. Wow, fascinating. At, at school, it was like, can you convince the professor of X, Y, Z? So I was always this person, and I hated. I loved it and hated it because I felt like, if people know I'm persuasive, they won't trust me. And wow. then I try to Stifle. turn down the volume wow. and ignore this superpower somehow. It, it wasn't until The Apprentice where I was constantly debating and persuading. And it was... Public. Apprentice the show, the right? Show. The, in Brazil, in you Brazil. were a part, yeah. part of that show. And the host said, you're, you're, you're very persuasive. Like, you have amazing debating skills. And I was like, oh, no, everybody will know now. Wow. And so, I, so you're literally put on yeah. the spotlight so for the I world to like, see. So I was like, now I have to understand this on a... An academic level because if I this is that. who I am in an empirical level and then that's when I started my master's and my research which evolved to my teaching which evolved into the book and I remember thinking I want the name of the book to be persuasion something because I don't want to call it something else mm. I want I want the, the forbidden word that I was I like so that. afraid of yes. embracing for so long. Yeah. And a lot of people were like, oh, before I met your content, I thought you were, I don't know, I had an issue because you talk about persuasion. Mm -hmm. And I gave a chance, and it's really good how you approach the theme. So full circle to our first episode reframing a code and a symbol reframing for myself and that's so powerful. and for others and, and, and in order to really embrace skill and talent you need to be secure 
in your light and in your darkness, mm-hmm. you can't dismiss them. Mm-hmm. Uh, as you so beautifully put it, you know, it, it's it's how, and it even t- I think it really ties back to that first episode. It's how you use that weapon. It's how you use that gift. That's, yeah. you know, what truly, truly matters. Yeah. In the I love end. how full circle we are now. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> I love it. Um, and it, to me, I remember one time someone said to me, uh, this person was a figure of authority in my life. And I, start, I fell in love with fantasy when I was 13 years old. Um, sixth grade. No, seventh, I was starting seventh grade in Framingham. And... I picked up the Lord of the Rings, the movies, uh, the Fellowship of the Ring had come out uh, the year prior. So I bought the DVD of the Fellowship and the Two Towers. And then I fell in love with fantasy. I fell in love. And then I read the books, Tolkien. And then it was, I went down the rabbit hole. C.S. Lewis was next. And then Narnia and then, you know, Percy Jackson followed when it came out. And then I just fell in love with it and saw the power in that narrative but this figure of authority turned to me and said you're opening the door for something really dark in your life and I was taken aback by that because in my mind I was seeing both light and darkness I was seeing life in literary form in fiction form and the power of prose in helping us understand it better mm-hmm. so to me Coexisting in both and finding the wisdom to live in this in-between is where you really, really learn to be comfortable with your gifts and how to use them. Mm-hmm. Persuasion, communication, writing, mm-hmm. right? It's, it's, it's just living in the space. And until you own it, mm-hmm. it owns you. Oh, say, can you say that again? <laughs> Please. Until you own it, it, it owns you. you. My God, that was. Yeah. Uh, I need a minute. Let's yeah. meditate. Let's marinate on that. Oh. <laughs> that was that was such a good one because you're absolutely right. Until you own your narrative, until you own your skills, until you own your identity, your demons, your demons and your angels, they own you. Wow. We're deep. <laughs> I don't even know. Um. So, okay, guys, so this is it. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you're, and I'm just I'm, because from experience, I'm literally right now, my entire life just flashed through my mind, and it really goes back to that first episode of belonging in the sense of faith in the immortal crown, what we believe. If you believe a part of you is wicked, it will be. If you believe that it can be used for good, it's also going to be. But it's also about owning your light and your darkness mm-hmm. in order to move forward. That, that's where power, yeah, that's that's power right there. I think that's so deep. And when I, when I was writing um, Bell Wound, Lucifer, and Hanel, the Creator, 
I wanted characters that were three-dimensional and had all of these layers mm-hmm. combined. Not good guys, bad guys. But both. Re- both. Uh, characters with reason, motive, and drive. And in order to do that, as a writer, in the same way that you had to embrace your persuasive gifts and learn how to use them, I also became very comfortable in writing in both spectrums because before this, I wrote The Broken Miracle, (laughs) which is completely different. Mm -hmm. And I love those books. But I had to, when I finished them, I'm not going to lie, I was like, I need something dark and challenging right now. I need to tackle. It's like you said, without shuttle, there's no death. Exactly. So I migrated from The Broken Miracle, Very Enlightened, to The Echoes of Fallen Stars, which is a bit more inquisitive. And before that, I wrote Henderbell, which is a node to the days that you're a kid and you believe magic is real. So I started migrating and I started exploring all these layers mm-hmm. and becoming comfortable with them. But I had to own Henderbell, which was my childhood, The Broken Miracle, which was my light, and The Echoes of Fallen Stars, which is my darkness. I had to own all these spaces mm-hmm. in order to grow and move forward. But that that right there, I don't know, I think, I th- yeah. I don't even know how to proceed <laughs> right now, I think. <laughs> so guys, thank you for watching. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. Yeah, I this whole concept of shadows and lights, there's this psychiatrist, Carl Jung, he talks mm-hmm. about this construct a lot in his work and um, the whole idea of just embracing it allows us to evolve not to a better place or being a better person because this brings a connotation of being you know manichaeist a little Mm -hmm. but like you said, you wanted your characters to be spherical, like they're not the good, the bad, the ugly. They they are multi-dimensional dimensional yeah. as we are as human mm-hmm. beings. Yeah, we love to think of ourselves as you know, hundred percent good or hundred percent righteousness or yeah. hundred, and it's not. You know, we we are also the villains of someone else's stories in our stories sometimes you it, are bringing uh, uh, listen yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this this episode belongs to my decavalho uh, no, this is absolutely but phenomenal it, but, but you're right is. you're absolutely right and just the notion of like understanding that mm-hmm. and being okay with it mm-hmm. it is embracing your shadows your shadows by design and i think it takes a lot of self-growth yes and maturity to do that yes uh do you think do you see that happening in your characters like how within time they evolved into this multi-dimensional absolutely that's why i took down 
I unpublished my first series, The Whispers mm-hmm. of the Fallen. Okay. I'm grateful for it. It gave me a platform. It got me to where I am. But it does not reflect um, who I am today um, as a man, as an artist. And my core beliefs are no longer reflected in those four books just because I was still finding my way through light and darkness and trying to be one or the other. Mm-hmm. And once I discovered that I could be both and I could live in that in between, I decided to write um, Henderbell, mm-hmm. which is exploring those thematics in more of a constrained space um, where you have characters that are exploring light and darkness within themselves and I also wanted to translate that into every work that I write from now on it's in the broken miracle very much so it's in there Uh, you see a character uh, and it's inspired by real life and you can see that life is not a straight line you know life has curves ups and downs and uh, all of that to say that it's important that we embrace light darkness and whatever is that is is in that in between in our lives in order to to grow and move forward and i and own those spaces i think that's that's the important thing here yes that's beautiful so to wrap up wow this beautiful series yes i have a question for you okay do you believe every reader is a co-author of your work do i believe wow I do believe, I wouldn't say co-author, but I do believe they become agents because then they be, those stories live in them. Exactly. They get to interpret them. Um, so actually, I, I will say, no, no, I will, I do because then they get to be gods of their own stories inspired by the books I've written. So yes, they, now it's up to them to write the tale that inspire them in the first place. And truly, truly, I hope my books and your books um, keep on holding spaces and paving the way for other creators to find their voice and their boldness to to run even farther than we have. Amen. <laughs> Amen. You can see me, we're church kids. <laughs> <laughs> like Beyonce. Church. Yes. Church girl. Church girl. Yeah. JD was such a pleasure. Oh, it was my pleasure. Thank you. Co-hosting this. Yes, with thank you. you. Thank you so much. Uh, I'm a huge fan of you. <laughs> yeah, me too. I and love your thank work. Thank you for the opportunity. Yeah. I had fun. Thank you for spending time with me. So many good epiphanies. Oh my god. I hope you guys also liked. Yes. Yes. Thank <laughs> as you. As much as we did. Yes. Thank you thank so much. You.